Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Everybody. Welcome back for uh, week 13 of Bitcoin Roundtable. I am here with Darren, of course, Libby, and we have a guest today, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, pleasure to be on the show. Well, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us a little bit about this. I don't know how much you've followed our podcast uh, up until now, but uh, I'm sure you're a little bit aware of what it is we do. We just come on and we talk a little bit about Bitcoin, other cryptocurrencies, and current events. And we just sit around and we chat we try to provide a little bit of knowledge to people out there as well as <laughs> yeah. some you know nice friendly banter so people keep coming back i guess i'll start by posing an opening question to you i understand you are familiar with some cryptocurrencies yeah i, I started looking into bitcoin a couple years ago i think it was around 400 dollars at the time and uh, i was actually going to buy into some because i heard a lot of predictions saying all oh, bitcoin's going to five thousand dollars but at the time i wasn't actually old enough that i could set up an account and it was super complicated to do it uh, and of course looking back i really wish i would have pulled the trigger there <laughs> i bet there's a lot of people feel that way a couple months ago when i actually bought the first ones the biggest one i bought was xrp and uh, i bought a couple other ones bitcoin and redcoin in uh, smaller quantities majority of my holdings is definitely at xrp right now ripple uh ripple that's interesting because the second currency i ever bought was ripple oh yeah i believe it was out of dollar two when I bought don't quote me on this I think somewhere around December late November in January it hit one of its highest peak at like 340 well I didn't buy a lot I bought a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars worth but it tripled on me and then I took some of that and I bought a couple others you know talk about playing with house money but uh, you know I got good things to say about Ripple because I made some money on it but Darren never loved Ripple that's all right Oh, I don't mind it. Back a little bit to Bitcoin. What are some thoughts you have on it as far as where it's going to go and would you ever purchase any? Uh, so I think Bitcoin's interesting. I kind of see it as like the, um, the first generation of cryptocurrencies. You know, I've seen predictions saying 100,000 sure. and beyond, which is possible. I think there's a lot of other cryptocurrencies that are really interesting too. The only issue I'd say I have with Bitcoin and uh, part of the reason I chose XRP over it, your system behind it, I uh, can only handle, I believe, seven transactions a second. So you know, whenever Bitcoin's trading really heavily, if you want to sell someone, you know, one Bitcoin at ten thousand dollars, and you start to send the transaction, you know, if it takes an hour to go through, by the time it's done, it might be down to ninety-seven hundred dollars. And uh, that's kind of why a bunch of the businesses are, you know, starting to. Uh, kind of pull out of it like I know I believe Amazon at a point was taking Bitcoin now I believe they pulled out I think a couple other ones have uh, don't don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure, but I kind of saw the headline. And XRP can do uh, 2,000 transactions a sec. I guess what I'm saying is whenever the currency grows so large, you know, thousands of people are trying to exchange it every second. If it can't handle a lot of traffic, um, I think it's going to kind of start to fall short. I'm not sure if it's even like at the point where it can change. You know, if they can go in and alter the system and make Bitcoin, you know, faster and more um, up-to-date with how many transactions it can take. But 
Uh, personally, if they can't fix that, it stays at the rate of seven uh, transactions per second. I kind of see it falling behind when cryptocurrency starts to overtake uh, normal currency, if that happens or when it happens. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's a great perspective. What you use a lot of cryptocurrencies, if I'm getting this correctly, is you really want to be able to buy things with them right away. Yeah, well, right now I'm really just using it as more of an investment, but I think there's going to come a day when you know people are going to be more willing to use cryptocurrency because... Like, you know, my grandfather, he lives up there in Canada, and he wanted to send me some money. You know, it was a big headache to get you know, the right amount transferred over, whereas if you have a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, yeah. you just say, oh, I'll send you, you know, one Bitcoin and, you know, send it within an hour or so it's there, and I can just take it out and exchange it for American currency. Right. Oh, interesting. So, I think I read today that Western Union has signed up to some type of a beta program to implement Ripple, which I think they're feeling the pressure because the writing's on the wall for Western Union. I mean, if people are overriding Western Union to send currency person to person, then why go to Western Union anymore and pay 10% to send a chunk of money and wait three days for it to get through? So Yeah, it's going to turn the whole remittance market on its yeah, head, right? not too surprised that they're thinking of implementing a Ripple solution. I guess my question for you is, if you're looking at transactions per second, what, what made you stay away from something like dollar lumens or uh, nano cryptocurrencies compared to Ripple. So at the time when I bought Ripple, I didn't even know about transactions or anything. I kind of just bought it because it looked cheap and I saw a lot of good news about it. Uh, but the more I look into it, I kind of wish I would have went with something like Stellar because I think Stellar's been doing crazy good <laughs> as of recent. I, I bought a chunk of Stellar when it was about one-tenth of its current price. <laughs> And I got out when it when it tripled because I thought, wow, there's no way it's going to go higher. And uh, I didn't have a lot of money in it, but I'm thinking, man, you know. Wish like, I had a crystal oh, ball, right? It's amazing how some of these currencies go, like, just through the yeah, roof. Yeah, a year or so ago, it was a fraction of a penny. And, you know, if you bought that and hold on to it until it was 380. Well, that would have been nice. Yeah. Well, if you get on Reddit and you read, like, there's the odd guy. You don't hear about him much because they don't like to actually publicly say that because they open themselves up to getting hacked. There was one guy that was saying he bought Neo 5000 last July. And I don't know when he bought, but he said he basically went all in on Neo. He's got half a million now. Really? Yeah. That's all right. Good for him. <laughs> it's the odd person, right? They just all of a sudden, they just jump in real early. and They pick a real winner, but it's quite amazing to read about. Ryan, uh, I don't think a lot of our listeners know this, but you are in the USA. Right. I was reading something talking about the IRS cracking down and saying that they're actually able to track people who own cryptocurrencies. Apparently only, what, 3 to three to 7% actually admitted on their tax returns that they had cryptocurrencies and actually ever made or lost any money on it. And they know this to be an absolute lie, so they've put together task force to come after people. Have you heard a lot about this? Is this a buzz down there? This first time I've heard it. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, next wave is government crackdown. I'm guessing they're gonna start at some point taxing it and regulating it. It's really a threat to the whole banking system and yep. you know, banks tend to be pretty pretty close with the government. You know, regulation, I think, 
at some point or another, it's going to happen. And I think that's the main reason why the market kind of crashed there for a bit is because they were talking about, you know, regulators coming from, like, Korea and Japan and stuff. And I think that's kind of what caused a bit of a stumble there. Um, so I know it's going to play a really big role in the uh, future outlook of cryptocurrency. And uh, one of the biggest things going forward is they say currencies can't be regulated. So I think if that's actually a true statement, uh, it has potential to do really, really impressive because, you know, they can say they can track people and whether they can or not, and I don't know, that's information I don't know. The big crackdown worldwide, really. You know, they're going after all the exchanges through the KYC, know your customer. So every account has coin or fiat in it. They want to know who owns that account, address, phone number, or what country you live in. And that's the way the government or various interests with then the various governments of countries can learn who holds positions in these exchanges. It's a continuation of keeping track of who's got what money and where it's going. Is it good or bad? I'm not going to say. I'm just saying that's what they really want. A while ago, I could open an account on Binance, which was located in Japan, send coins over there. And unless I was withdrawing a huge amount of money, well, huge relative, I guess, but I think it's more than 10000 or something like that a day they'd want to know who i am and try to make sure i'm not some type of criminal at least but now governments want to know who owns these accounts on all the exchanges really if anything for tax purposes to start with but also to kind of keep track of illicit activities somebody steals 500 bitcoins and then they put it in a kucoin or binance account then to some degree at least the regulators can track where the bad money's going and kind of go after them they're trying to tamp down on ways for people to hide their money that's my feeling and what they're doing i'm not really 100 percent against the whole taxation of it either well there's a couple countries you can move to where they actually don't tax crypto slovenia is one yeah if i had a million or two million in bitcoin and all of a sudden i'm trading it like a lot of people did in december and uh, january some of these people were making huge money then all of a sudden if they didn't actually take convert the money back to fiat and it all went down 80%, you're on the hook for paying these taxes that you literally cannot afford to pay. That's what it's killing a lot of people, but if you have a couple million in Bitcoin, I mean, I'd probably move to Slovenia, right? Instead yeah. of being on the hook for a million in taxes, there is nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's interesting scenario. But. but I wish these clowns would stop going on the internet and posting about the uh, Lamborghinis they bought with their Bitcoin money. Well, it's starting to die out. Uh, well, it's, you know, well, because not that many people made enough money to buy Lamborghinis. Or if we're going to flaunt it in their face, of course, they're going to start realizing they need to tax it and get money off. So let's get back to Ripple. Oh, I'd love to. There's a couple things about Ripple that made me shy away from it. I don't know a lot about Ripple. I should have researched it, but... You know quite a bit about Ripple. One thing I know about Ripple, a couple things. The one is there's no decentralized network that it runs on. It's hosted on uh, private servers, probably within a certain bank or maybe a couple different banks. And there was no guarantee that that coin actually had any value. The coin had as much value as any other coin did. It's only got value because people give it it. Where are you going with this one? I don't know. All right. Okay. Maybe, maybe Ryan knows more about it than yeah, I Yeah, Ryan. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, from what I can tell, the argument about the decentralization, whenever it started, there's only a couple nodes, but from what I hear, every month they're adding new nodes and it just keeps growing and growing. 
Um, it's a pretty complex topic. I don't think there's an easy way to answer it that the people would actually understand it. But what I can tell, it's becoming more decentralized as time goes on. Brian, what's a noon? What was that? You mentioned a noon. What's a noon? A node. The audio is coming through pretty poorly here, so that's why. Yeah, we're... I don't know what's going on there. Aaron probably knows more about it than me, but I think it's kind of like uh, operates like a server, something like that. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, concerned about it because currently the uh, ripples. I think there's a hundred billion XRP, and um, the company owns like sixty-six billion of them. Almost to release like a billion every single year until prices adjust or something. Uh, it was actually kind of interesting because when it spiked about three dollars, they ran articles saying that the uh, the founder of Ripple is now worth more than uh, Bill Gates, richest man in the world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Remember reading that? Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, but now it kind of fell, but. My opinion about XRP is um, it's kind of going to be more of a long-term hold. The way I look at it and why I chose it is because um, it supposedly works together with the banks. And uh, in my opinion, although I'm not a big fan of the banks, uh, the banks tend to win in the end, at least throughout history. So right. um, I'm kind of that's kind of what I looked at from an investive um, mindset. And uh, the other thing is is um, since it's a technology uh, kind of designed to assist the banks and use it for whenever they send uh, money overseas and whatnot, because uh, you know the current system, you know, for banks transferring money takes three to five days. Yeah. Basically, you know, Ripple and XRP's whole um, slogan is to cut that down to seconds and also save time at the same time while doing it. <laughs> oh, where did I read? Is it Ripple that supports the automatic currency exchange as well? I'm not really sure about that either. In which case, you know, I send you $10 Canadian and it automatically shows up as whatever $6 American <laughs> at, a, at a very favorable exchange rate, you know, as opposed to the bank exchange rate where they shave about 2% off. I'm still curious, though. All the arguments you present here make me wonder why you're not looking further into Stellar. I don't know how many more Stellar they're making a year. Knowing that there's 66 billion Ripple out there. It's a little shaky. and I mean, I actually saw... A lot of people on Twitter were saying, buy Stellar, buy Stellar, and this is back, you know, when it was a fraction of a penny, and, you know, I kind of wanted to. My biggest, you know, issue with buying these currencies is all the steps you have to go through to actually make a purchase. Yeah. Like, there's just a place you could just log online, say, oh, I'm going to spend a hundred bucks, buy Stellar, spend a hundred bucks on a different currency, but... It seems to me like every single currency you want to buy, you have to go through a different broker and send your information. You gotta go through all those steps was kind of a pain. It's an interesting subject. Like, can you outline like the process that you would have to go through, for example, to buy fifty bucks in Ripple? What is required in the state of Pennsylvania to do that? Yeah, the broker I chose, Stamp. Maybe I don't know. They're in the uh, UK. I'm not sure if that's exactly what it's called. Okay. I think it is Bitstamp. Um, but I had to get an account with them. They had to verify it. Yeah. At the time I was buying it, it took about a week. Um, it was interesting because there's no U.S. brokers that sell it, or at least at the time there wasn't. And uh, I had friends. I was telling them all to, you know, get an XRP, check it out. This is back when it was 20 cents. And so whenever it started growing, like it went to 30 cents, my friends all started putting their applications in to try and get an account. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, weeks were going by, and there was like, they're like, oh, we're over flooded with requests. We can't do it. And yeah. They got all ticked off because by the time they got their things, and it was up to buck fifty, and they're like, yeah, I'm not messing around with this. But wow, but yeah, it, it went up really quickly, but it took them a long time, eh, to get in. So well, that, that happened everywhere, though. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. four weeks, six weeks. Some people waited three months for verification. I think on uh, GDAX and Coinbase, uh, there was a lot of those issues as well. I got verification very quickly. Yeah, partly because we're in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> There's just not that many people, right? <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah, I did that. I pretty much got the account verified. I had to go do a money order transfer from the bank. Which, you know, cost almost 50 bucks just to do that. Yeah. So I wire the money across. It took about five days for that to go through. And it's kind of like a broker account, you know, said you had X amount of money on there. And then you can just choose how much XRP you want to buy or if you want to do Bitcoin or Ethereum, I think, were the other options. But, I mean, pretty much just bought it and it's kind of sitting in that broker account. I guess it's not really more of a wallet. Like the other currencies I bought, like I got a third-party wallet through the Google Play Store and then kind of just loaded the uh, currencies onto that wallet, whereas Ripple, uh, it doesn't really have its own wallet, so to speak. Right. So you're leaving it on the exchange, yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. I'm not actually you know, actively trading it or anything. It's kind of just right. sitting there. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It may take off, but we'll see if that ever comes. Huh. Interesting. Have you looked recently into, like... Any, if any walls have come down towards purchasing cryptocurrency stateside? I think it's becoming a bit easier. I'm not super in-depth research, but, you know, I see rumors. And I know uh, Coinbase is um, the bigger one that people use. And part, I think that's part of the reason why Ripple or XRP went so high is because there's rumors about it coming to Coinbase. And, right. You know, how it's one below, buy, buy, and the price starts to go up and everybody hops on. And right. after they kill this rumor, it just shoots right back down. But, we, we heard the, uh, we heard the same thing yeah 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 but I know for the other currencies actually what I did to buy them it was kind of funny like for Bitcoin I went on eBay I just typed <laughs> in you know Bitcoin and it was on there uh, the thing is it was inflated and this is back when it was like a fraction of a penny so um, I had to pay like a four or five hundred percent increase I only bought like five dollars worth but it was about a thousand tokens right and uh, that's kind of how I did it so he just you know sent me the, the money through that way to a wallet which is a lot easier but in my eyes I mean I was only spending five bucks and I didn't have to go through the verification that way you know if it goes to a couple of dollars that way you're making you know something out of it that's interesting that's good strategy yeah yeah excellent so you, do you have any coins you're looking at in the future I'm sitting tight mainly because I don't have any money to invest in right now uh, I kind of wish I would have sold some XRP when it was around three bucks I was actually going to I told my dad because we kind of both invested in and I'm like hey we should probably sell what we put into it and he's like no no I'd be foolish it's going to keep going <laughs> your dad said right that I think it was at 40 cents he's like I think I might just pull out what I have <laughs> of course now it's back up to like 70 71 cents but very possible we could get the the Christmas rush again yeah I almost have this feeling it's gonna happen again and the same time but who knows crazy <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's just there's so many yeah there's, there's way too many it. it's just like it seems like most of them are doing relatively the same things so I think you know it's possible only a couple are actually gonna survive yeah you know the automobile rush there's thousands of people making cars you know now there's only a handful of automobile makers so I think once cryptocurrency becomes more of a mainstream I think you're gonna see a lot of the currencies 
smaller ones, you know, either make it or break it. Oh, it'd be interesting to see who actually survives, right? Even Bitcoin, which is the, you know, the granddaddy of them all, it could be the first through the door to get shot, right? It's still in its real infancy stages. The thing about Bitcoin is, you know, it's the granddaddy, but it attracts a huge amount of the super top tier programming talent. Just the fact that they came out with Segwit there not that long ago was, was a huge boon. And now with their introduction of the Lightning Network, I think the Lightning Network is very young. It's kind of in beta testing right now. There's actually a wallet available on Google Play that supports it called Eclair, E-C-L-A-I-R, I think. But to me, if the Lightning Network starts to take off, that's my sense of how they overcome these low number of transactions per second issue. They basically right. just do it all off chain. That's cool. The bottom line is I just have a lot of respect and faith in the programming talent behind Bitcoin. Um, yeah. If you're kind of a second tier coin, the programmers don't want to work on that. They want to work on this, the big granddaddy, but I don't know. We'll see. To some degree, Monero is the same way. Uh, it's a pretty respectable coin. It's starting to attract a lot of programming talent. I wish I had some uh, investment in Monero, but I don't. <laughs> but it's interesting to watch. I've got some Walton Chain, Ambrosus. I was basically trying to pick coins that, like you say, trying to buy coins that you hope are going to be sticking around, you know, that have a real solid foundation for existing. Sure, I got caught in a couple traps with some other coins that I didn't know much about. Didn't you buy a Lucy coin one time and get burnt? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't Lucy burn you? Uh, Luna, Luna coin. It's at at two cents now. (laughs) Bought it at 12 cents. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Walton Chain with the RFID technology, huge potential. I bought it at three bucks, sold it at five. It went to 15, so I freaked out. I bought some at 15. Oh no. It went to it went to 28. Okay. I sold some, it went up to 32. <laughs> went down to 28 again. I thought, oh, I better buy it back in, and now it's at seven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's just a wild ride, right? So I, I hope they stick around. There's only a handful of coins that have actually been doing well in the past couple of months or so. Yeah. Seems like the top 10 continue to do okay right mm-hmm. neo nano ripple stellar ethereum yeah. ether yeah I don't know, the jury's still out on Ethereum to me, but obviously a lot of people love it. What's it up to you right now? I don't know where it's running. Where's Ripple at? Uh, Ripple's at 70, 71, I think. Kind of about right to you, Ryan, depending on where you're looking. Well, I'll tell you, when it, when you look at Ripple compared to a lot of the other virtual currencies, Ripple's survived pretty well. Oh, it is indeed. Because a lot of them are really tanked. Like, throw your wallet into the sea and walk away, you know? But, I mean, at least Ripple's throw still doing all into the sea and walk away. I think I loved it that with her phone once initially. I think when you're looking at coins and it's such an early age, you start looking at the adoption rate curves and it's so early. You're into a, a multi-year long-term game. Sure, if you're in a coin that has a pretty weak fundamentals that you're not really even sure why they exist, the writing's on the wall, it's probably going to go to zero. But if you believe in what the coin's doing and the technology, I think you just make sure you got some, put it in the back burner for a couple years and then see where it's that in time. You know, it could very well pay for your retirement. Who knows? Or it'll go to zero. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to say, right? Ethereum, 1490. 1490? 1490? I don't know. That can't be right. It's like 
300 bucks there not long ago. Is Google always right? Five, I'm sorry, 514. Oh, okay, so Ethereum's rolling pretty hard Ethereum's then. Ethereum's rolling, not up too much, but yeah, 514 US. That should diversify. Everyone says you should. It was a lot less than that when you told me to buy. I didn't buy any. Oh, well. Okay, is there anything else we'd like to pick Ryan's brain about? Or- anything you want to tell our listeners about? Any observations from your part of the world? My mindset is if the banks, you know, actually start adopting it and they start using that technology, if they create a demand to buy XRP, at least in my head, that's kind of when the price is going to really jump. They're in the testing phase now, but if that, you know, if that comes back in, they're like, oh, we're going to start using this as a, a currency. Um, that's kind of where I'm seeing down the road where the price will really spike up. And that's kind of where I see most of its value. Because uh, right now, there's really no value behind it. I think it's all, like you guys said, it's all about the potential. Okay. And, uh, I just think it's kind of unique. That's the only one that works with the banks. Regardless of how you view the banks, uh, it's definitely a coin to look into if you're looking to invest, you know, some money and, you know, for 70 cents. Uh, do your own research, obviously, and take a look and see the technology. A couple years down the road, it might be at a decent price or it might be worth nothing. So that's just not a cryptocurrency. <laughs> so, so let's hear your predictions. Let's have some ah. predictions. Because, <laughs> you know, why not, right? So, Vince, yes. what are you predicting Ripple to be at, let's say, in the year 2020 sometime? Oh, boy, 2020. So, you want to go that far ahead? Well, filter out the noise, maybe. I think $24. $24. Yeah. Ryan, what's your call? I'm going to say 22 Hey! I think that's more of a safe bet. I think 100 bucks isn't that far of a shot. If it becomes the virtual currency that all the banks are using for interbank transfers, I mean, I see that hitting 100 bucks easy. Yeah. So where are you going? Oh, if I'm predicting Ripple, sure. I say year 2020, $14. All right. The year 2030, maybe 2000 Rose, right? Okay. Well, I guess we'll have to wait a little while to find out the outcome of that, everybody. But, <laughs> but hey, everybody, we're all just guessing here. Don't base it on anything. Don't, don't, don't go long on Ripple with your house thinking it's going to go to $25 in a year. Or two. Don't go long on anything with your house, people. Don't use money you're not willing to lose. Okay, Ryan. Well, thanks for being with us. Yeah, Ryan. Thank you very much for coming out this week, and uh, we wish you all the best. You guys, too. It's been a pleasure. All right, Ryan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.